niggas Don't fuck like three y'all hoes I could've went out here and exposed you niggas But I ain't gonna show that shit no attention I'ma just keep on fucking with it Fuck what you talking about fucking nigga I ain't one of them other niggas I told myself I won't go cold Not through no other winter Was in the city trying to flip it Yeah, bitch, it's on sale Now I'm on summit with that Royce Make it look like Rodell Know if them police give you a choice Your ass gonna go tell Even though you the nigga They got this shit in your mail Broke, I won't go near I'm in for me, I don't give a fuck They know I don't care They know I don't shit They know it ain't fair They know what's up Welcome to Blunt Talk TV. It's your girl, Yo Cal, and I'm here with Killer Kim. And we have our special guest today, Karate! You gotta Hi. give it with that energy because it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Karate! I vibe. So if you've been keeping up with us and you've been listening to our promotion and you've been watching us just Blast your timeline with this great news. You know Karate is one of the hardest producers here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. She's a producer engineer. She's a woman uh, creative. And she's awesome as Finnuck. And she's raw. I don't know if you guys follow her on or Twitter, but you should. Karate, I believe. Karate underscore? Yeah, Karate underscore. K-U-R-A-T-I-I underscore. Because she be dropping mad jewels about creative and knowing your worth and your value and how to just be out here and get on your grind and mm-hmm. say, fuck them haters. Yep. She's good inspiration. <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. No, thank you. For real. Appreciate Me and Cam it. are really excited to have you. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Definitely. So before we get into the good stuff, mm-hmm. uh, tell the people that are listening live where they can find your music and where they can find you. Okay. So my music is on all platforms. Um, mostly, I got uh, beat tapes, mostly. I just did an album back in November with an artist named Jarrell. So I produced and engineered the whole thing. But you can find, you can basically find my music anywhere. Um, and what was the other question? Oh, where, where to find, find like, my social media. Okay, <laughs> so my social media, all platform is K-U-R-A-T-I-I underscore. It's Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, but I don't really get on Facebook. So everything that's on my Instagram goes to Facebook, if you care. If you're really on Facebook like that, but... Really, I be on Instagram and Twitter, so that's re- really where you can find me. 
That's a bet. That's a bet. I think that's where I found you first was on Twitter. And I was just like, yeah, she's dropping a lot of jewels Mm -hmm. about just how to be creative and how to like just get out there and put yourself out there and Mm -hmm. push yourself further and just not be really afraid of what may not come about yeah. and just be more focused on like what you're doing in the process of doing it. Right. So mm-hmm. it would happen a great support system. You always shout out how solid your support system oh, yeah. is. Definitely. So definitely a great follow. If you like great motivation, if you like great beats, follow karate. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, this past year mm-hmm. with your music. Where has it taken you? It's honestly, it's taken me to places I never thought I would reach. I mean, with me just dropping beat tapes, you know, just beats, you you don't really think that people are really going to listen because you, people mostly like to listen to music when people are rapping, singing, it's more entertainment. But as far as the beats, like, I've been getting a lot of play. Uh, like, if I go on uh, Apple Music for artists and see how many plays I got, I get a lot of plays off my beats. And I, I'm very appreciative of it because it's like, you think that you always need an artist to be attached to you, but you don't. Like, I was taught through my beat tapes that I am the artist. You know, at the end of the day, I am the artist and I can stand alone from these artists. Hell yeah. You know, so um, I dropped three beat tapes uh, last year. The first one was Sakura. I dropped that one in like February, like early year. Then the next one was I Charge for Extra Sauce. That was kind of a play on like, like that. you know, you go to the drive-thru, you be like, yo, can I get some extra barbecue sauce? Well, that's extra 25 cents. So it was kind of a step up like, all right, y'all got the first one, but this one's a little saucier. And then the last one was fourth quarter. Um, that one kind of just came off the momentum of Jarrell. Like, um, Jarrell was like, as far as the beats go, it was like dark and kind of heavy, like real hip hop. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna drop a beat tape off the momentum of that. And um, it just all came full circle. So I kind of just jumped on the momentum of what Jarrell had and then the beat tape just came full circle. And it was very successful. So I'm very proud of that. But my biggest uh, moment, I feel like, of last year was when I dropped Jarrell on November 16th. That was that was dope. Like, it took me a, a whole year to really get a consistent artist. Because, like, you can ask my manager, Mooney, like, we have worked with multiple artists last year, and it finally took the towards the end of the year for us to finally find somebody who was, you know, serious and who... It's hard to find someone that matches your energy. Yes, like, and that's crazy because when we did Jarrell... Me and him was in the studio every day. Like, I was cooking up beats from scratch. And then dude was recording 10 minutes later after I made the beat. And it was just an organic, like, magical. It, it was just it was just crazy. Like, the chemistry was there. And I was like, you know, we might as well just keep working. Like, let's just keep working. Because we, when we started, we never had the intentions on making an album. It was just like, all right, let's get a feel for each other. And then it was like, it clicked like that. So we was like, we might as well keep going. Like. We got so many songs we haven't released still. So it's, it was just a beautiful moment. And um, it helped me realize that working face-to-face with an artist is better than sending beats out. Like, you know, you when you in the studio cooking up with an artist, it's different. It's You get a different vibe, and that's organic to me. Like, I feel like that's organic rather than sending somebody a beat hoping that it sound good when they send it back to you, you know? Right. When we in the studio together, like... You can kind of feel the vibe and vibe yes. off of it, and I can mm-hmm. work with you. I completely understand yeah. that. I completely mm-hmm. understand that. And I feel like, especially moving towards, like, the 2020 route, 
it's so important to have those face-to-face and like bring yeah. it back to the face-to-face yeah. group meeting where we're like, okay, let's get together. Mm-hmm. Let's vibe off each other's energy. Let's see. Because yeah. I tell people all the time, like we could be on text message or on IG or whatever, trying to set up to meet. Yeah. But up until we meet, there's nothing, nothing. like nothing yeah. done. So you can't really interpret what someone has in their mind or what energy they have via mm-hmm. text message. Yeah. It makes it really hard to work. Mm-hmm. Especially when everything vibes off the, you know, energy. Yeah, and then, like, I look at it as, like, I kind of took note of what Metro Boomer was doing. Like, you know, he did the 21 Savage Metro. He did the Future in Metro. So it was like, all right. So I feel like Metro Boomer branded himself, like, as an artist. So I was like, all right, I'm about to start doing that because I always see myself bigger than a producer. Like, I want to take this producing thing beyond what I'm doing right now. Like, this is just the foundation, my start. So, I mean... I don't know. It's I'm just just going with the flow and just keep I'm gonna just keep working hard until you know something opens up for me because I know people are watching. That's why I, after a while I stopped paying attention to the likes, the retweets, all that stuff because I know people watching. I know right. you see it. You ain't gotta like it, retweet it. You saw it. That's the most important piece, and I think that's one thing people gotta understand. Like, don't get caught up in the fame of social media in the clout of social media Preach because to me. <laughs> because at the end of the day, somebody's watching. And we never know who it is. You inspiring somebody. That's my biggest thing. My mission is to inspire. And when you got your mission in your head to do something bigger than just the likes and the retweets, then you good. Like, if you in it for the clout, then you in it for the wrong reasons anyway. You need to be pushed out. So, like, that's why I'm, I, I just don't pay attention to stuff like that. And at the end of the day, the people getting the likes and retweets are trash anyway. Like, they're the clout chasers anyway. I've, I've already seen it with my own two eyes. I look at some, something that went viral for a whole week, and I listen to it, and I'm like, I'll send it to Mooney and be like, do you see this? Like, we are making organic music right now, and this went viral. Like, that's why I just be like, you know what? I ain't gonna worry about it. People like that. People like the... I, I, I don't even want to say trash, you know, because I don't want But wanna... it is, though, in a sense. Yeah. It is, in a sense, I feel like, because they like the stuff that they perceive to be lesser than yeah. if that makes any sense like i won't lose anything by liking this because i feel like i don't know i don't want to say like better than but yes, that's but they are they feel like they're better than that so it's like i don't mind liking it because exactly. i know i can do better like, i know i can do better and it's and i've noticed that like i will watch people tweet and then it's like certain stuff be directed to me and then other stuff i'll be like okay like yeah, <laughs> say, but like I was telling her, like, I'm scrolling on Twitter and I see somebody tweet something. I'm like, this has to be directed to me because I've been tweeting about this all day. Like, but like you said, people are going to retweet the stuff they know they can do better. You know, so, oh, okay, I'm going to retweet this because I know I'm harder than that. But somebody on that level or harder, they're not going to retweet that. Why would they want you to be better than them? I'm not that type of person, though. I look at the talent. Like, if you hard, why not boost you up? See you at the top. I'll see you at the top when you get there because I'm going to be up there with you. We gonna meet up there, you know what I'm saying? But people don't see that. Everybody, it, it's like a, like it's like crabs in a barrel. They think, and it, it's another jock thing. Because another thing is too, if I'm going to quote unquote photocopy what you're doing, I right. can't promote you. You gotta exactly. think about that too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like what you're doing enough that I'm gonna photocopy it. But mm-hmm. if I promote it, then people are gonna know I photocopied yeah. it. So yeah. I've, I've had that situation happen where I was. We've done. I remember Cammy brought it to our attention at one point. Like we would do shows and then ironically that same week we would hear on the radio like yeah, random they used to blow me and it'd be like stuff that's like okay we'll try it again so yeah. it's like consistent like week after week can be like yo did y'all notice that they were talking about such and such and i was like i didn't like until i started peeping i was mm-hmm. like yo people are really watching yo yeah they are i had somebody steal my whole brand on twitter 
Yo. Still on hold. Listen, I posted my my business card and was like, if you need anything, hit me up. Like I had a whole color scheme on my business card. Three days later, this person posts like a whole like um they whole I guess I don't know what they was really doing. But and that's why you can tell it was stolen because it's like, what is this for real? The whole color scheme was the same. And then they had like sauce by such and such. You've been following me for a solid three years. You know I put sauce by on everything I do. And I look at it like, instead of you taking the time to be more creative, you took from somebody. And or you have more access time to me. reach out. Hmm? Why couldn't you just reach out? Exactly. We could join forces. Or at the end of the day, maybe you could have asked like, yo, I like your brand, you know. I would like to model it after you, but how can I make it different? But, you know, and the thing is, this person's in L.A. Mm. You have you are going to school for something I learned on YouTube and just being dedicated And you're in a different area than me. Like I'm in Greensboro. <laughs> Greensboro, North Carolina, where nobody, ca nobody cares about Greensboro. The artists there don't even care about themselves. So it's like, that's how I know I'm working hard. When somebody steals or, try or looks at something and is inspired, and I'm using air quotes for people who can't see, or inspired <laughs> by things that you do, no, they're not inspired. They want to be you. Right. What are you putting sauce by? You've never used sauce when you're talking about your brand. No, All of a sudden, you want to do it? So I've learned to, one, keep my a lot of my stuff to myself. I don't really talk about half the stuff I really have going on because it's like, as soon as I talk about it, somebody on Twitter takes it and runs with it, and they call it their own. And I'm like, y'all are sad. Y'all are really sad because it's the people who have more access than me that rather steal from the little people that they they think are gonna get big, get big one day. Oh, I'm gonna be big one day. Like that's what people don't understand. I love a lot of. I'm sorry. Look at it again. But a lot of brands do that. They like, do. Even even outside of music, it, it goes to brands like Fashion Fashion Nova. Nova. Um, Boohoo. Like it. Mm -hmm. They they steal so much of creators' content and yeah. use it as their own, and then it's like you're taking money out of these people's these pockets. People, like you can hire them. <laughs> Hire them to be on your like, team. And that's, I think that's why I like Beyonce so much because instead of stealing people's work, uh -huh. she will literally hire you. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this girl on Twitter. She makes, like, um, like bedazzled things. Yeah. And Fashion Nova stole her whole brand and made bedazzled fishnets. That's but crazy. Beyonce ended up hiring her, yeah. hiring her for her Super Bowl show. Yeah. And, you know, to do the outfits for her dancers. And it's that's like, nice. that's how you do it. It's yeah. not steal somebody's brand. That's how you do it. You know, to do it. And that's, that's why they say the highest form of what flattery is imitation or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I you gotta be flattered, I guess. I, I try, guess. but I just be feeling so angry inside because it's like, I work so hard for this. Like, that part. And all you did was just take it and copy it. Like, you didn't even try to be creative and that's and then when i see that i know you're not a creative you're not creative at all because mm -hmm. all you do is steal from other people and claim it as yours you're not creative at all you're actually pretty trash so but on the flip side that's it. why my your mo is this mm -hmm. what i put out you have to wait for it to put out for yeah. you to copy it so yeah. if you're always one step behind me you're always gonna be one, one step. step behind exactly so it's like i guess you can imitate me and be flattered but then be one step you're the gonna behind. Be one step behind exactly because god because it's like yeah. i have so much going on like what i tweet and what i put on instagram is just like one tenth of what i'm actually doing so it's like I'll never give everybody completely everything I'm doing because of that right there. Because it's always somebody. There's always people who are genuinely inspired. And then there's always people who are looking to take. Because they know the idea is like that. They know it's dope. So it's like, let me just take it. And, let me, and then the thing is, you can't do it like me. So you can take it all you want. But you're never going to make it like me. You're never going to do it like me. I'm going to always be. I'm going to always come fresh. Come genuine. 
and I'm just going to put the love into it. You're not putting love into it if you just stole it from somebody. What love and passion are you showing? You don't even know where it came from. What di- what even like sparked the, the idea? Like, <laughs> people want to say like, you know, everybody says sauce. People don't know I actually like to cook and I'll be making my own sauce at the crib. Like <laughs> I want to have my own sauce one day. Like it's beyond. That's why I be telling people like y'all have no idea. It's bigger than me. Like I have so many goals and ideas and things just sitting on the back burner. I'm waiting for, you know, the producing to fund that stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was talking about on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I need to increase my prices. I was selling beats for $45. People wasn't even looking my way. But I bet you this year they're going to be looking my way. And it's like, oh, you missed that deal. You're going to have to pay that ticket now. You know? And then ironically, I feel like when you raise that ticket price, people start respecting you more. And it's so crazy. They have to, though. They have to, yeah. But you have to... You have to know the value of yourself. Like, yeah. you can't sell yourself short. $45, mm-hmm. people will take advantage of that or they don't, mm-hmm. you know. And then when you raise that price, it's like, hey, but I was looking at you when you was $45. Can I still get? Nope. No. No. Nope. And nope. I did that for three years. I did that since 2016. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in 2016, it was 35 So 2016, 17, 18, 19, <laughs> three years of $45 beats. And it was hard. And it's like, now they're even harder. Like, I'm going even crazier. So it's like, oh, I got to make that adjustment now. It's been, I owe people beat, beat tapes right now. I'm uh, not beat tapes, uh, beat packs right now. But I've been sick, so I ain't been able to really, you know, mess with them. But people hit my DMs on Twitter. It's this girl, she didn't hit my DMs twice. And I'm like, oh, my bad, I forgot. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm also looking at how serious people are. If you don't have no music content on your page, that's just how I look at it. What am I gaining from you if you don't have no music content on your page? Where is my beat going to be used for? Like, yeah. you're just going to buy it and keep it, I guess. And but. then it's like, people are trying to tell me, like like I said, when I was talking about my beat prices on Twitter, people was like, you know, it's not about what they're going to use it for. So what, they bought it. I get that, but I want you to use it. You know what I'm saying? I want people who are seriously in music to use my beats. Like, what's, what's the point of Because anyone that understands business and is an artist and understands artist business, it's about yeah. residual income. So exactly. you buying my beat and just holding it is not making me a running. It's not doing, it's not it's doing, not doing anything, anything for me. Yes, you bought that beat, but I want people to hear my music. If anything, I'm doing you a favor because as I grow and as I get older and as my music matures, yeah. now you have a vintage beat by me that now was triple, now you call Jupiter's value, whereas yeah. you have not made me back a dime. And maybe that's what people are doing. They wait until I get big and they can be like, oh, Oh, that beat I bought from her 30 years ago. I'm going to make something on it now so my song can blow up. I, oh, trust me. I've had somebody do that. Like, somebody I worked with a long time ago, you know, they now they want to come back around and promote their stuff. But when I was directly working with you and telling you what to do, you ain't want to listen. Like, it's me and Moody talk about this all the time. Like, people, we sit here and tell people we have the recipe to make you go up. But I guess it's because we so low level right now. Nobody wants to believe in us. But we, that's why we decided we'll do it for me. It's because it. it's the perception. Mm-hmm. It's the perception because people don't know what you're doing on the day to day. And if I hate yeah. overexpose what I do in the day to day, then it's like you're clout chasing. I don't want a clout chaser. Yeah, I want someone to rock with me because you rock with me, and that's why my like hardest thing comes to finding like people to ro- work with. Mm-hmm. One, finding someone that matches the energy. Yeah. Another thing is finding someone they could tolerate how I speak to them yeah. because I'm very straightforward. Mm-hmm. You can ask Cam, she's doing. For majority of my adult and adolescent life, yeah. I'm very straightforward, but not in the sense that I'm trying to hurt your feelings, 
but I need you to know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Right, so used to. <laughs> you gotta get used to it. Like yeah. I don't mean because I'm the same person that's probably gonna be like, damn, she's coming kind of strong in text messages when they see me. I'm like, do you need a shirt? Like, yeah. here you go. Business so it's like business. business. <laughs> it's all about business. Because I want to make sure it. you eat, I eat. Your time's not wasted. My time's not wasted. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm thinking about you in, the, in a business capacity, yeah, I really fuck with you because yeah. I'm taking. I'm thinking about that money. I'm thinking about the money yeah. for your kids, your mm-hmm. family. Like it's a big deal. And I feel like if you come at somebody like a friend they're not gonna ever take you serious as a business partner anyway so you very have true. to be very consistent every time or we find talking, a good balance yeah if we're talking business look i'm in business mode when i step outside this door okay we can go out party go get drinks at the bar but just know i'm not gonna talk about business at the bar when we step back into this position it's business again it's a different language you know right like, it right, doesn't right, cross right. paths like nah nah you gotta, you gotta have serious. boundaries you gotta have boundaries and you gotta set them early or people will run over top of you and think friend friendship is business we ran into that like we had to let an artist know like i had to create a whole artist development packet to let this this artist know like this is business like i know you thought we was friends but first of all i'm older than you i don't relate on any level that you relate on this is business and the thing is i want people to be great so if i'm hard on you i'm not hard on you for my own well-being i want you to be great because i see potential in you but a lot of people don't see potential in themselves and you have to believe in yourself first I can only take you but so far. Very true. You you have a missing piece. Like, you have to want it just as bad as I do. Because I can want it bad for myself. I can continue to make beat tapes over, and they're going to continue to be listened to. Mm-hmm. But what are you doing? Like, Chill. That's why I got to ask some, some of my friends now. They even mm-hmm. asked to come on the show. It's just like, I would love for you to come on the show. Me and Kevin talked about you to come What's on the show. price tag? <laughs> Send me that cash app. Yeah. But yeah. it's just like... Yeah, if you're not serious, we can't have you come on the show for one. But in the same sense, as far as even a co-host, you this is a job. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. running a podcast, although it seems very freeless and easy, mm-hmm. it's a job if you make it a job. It's, a, it's like a career. It's a career. Because you're doing radio. Yes. There's behind the scenes, there's in front of the scenes, there's promotion, there's marketing, there's concept development. There's a lot that goes into it. Oh my goodness, so I need yes. someone that's going to be able to withstand yeah. content development possible editing positive marketing like be able to do these things so mm-hmm. we've been really like picky oh I <laughs> we're way too 2020 because it's just like we've been through so much yeah honey we know our strengths we know what we're good at and i it's think tough. that's where people get confused they look at the cloud and they're looking like oh this person's doing it it looks easy Mm-mm. no it's a career you gotta stay in your lane yeah mm-hmm. and i and i be telling people like the music industry, it looks fun. You know, the the glamour, the the chains, the watches, the diamonds, the free stuff, the Beyonce little box that you get. It's still a career. These people are working every day. And I think people forget that. They look at the clout and stuff on Twitter and Instagram and they forget, oh, wait, this is still a job. It's still a job at the end of the day. You have to understand that you still have to work for it. And it ain't no nine to five It's not a nine to five. It's all the time. It's and I think 24 hour. That. Eight day a week thing. Yeah, I done had a few artists. They drop an album, then they start acting different. They go Hollywood like they got millions of streams and they making <laughs> millions of dollars off them streams. I'm like, I go in a distro kid. I'm like, look, we only made a dollar and twenty five cent off this album, and it's been out a whole three months. It the work don't stop. Once you drop that album, you got to be in the studio and work on another one. Before and people forget you even that. Drop that album, you got to be on your next move. Thank you. Okay. And people forget that the music industry is a job, and it will eat you up and spit you out just like that. 
Like Yeah, y'all are rough and tough industry. You spend yeah. a lot more money, I feel like, becoming artists than you do. Well, I would say than you do making it because you uh-huh. do make some money. But even after you get signed, sometimes I've been hearing some of these artists don't yeah. even get to see the big coin, coin, coin. <sighs> no, not even the producers. Oh, you know, Sony Digital is fighting for producers. Like, he hates the industry. He, I done seen his tweets. He be like, yo, I miss just making beats for fun. Like, he's steady, always fighting for producers because producers never get proper compensation. That's I'm trying to change the narrative, mm-hmm. and like people don't understand that. Like it's a long road ahead of me, but the way we moving, I know it's gonna work. Like I know once I get up there, it's gonna be different. Like people have no idea what I have in store. Like I'm going to change the narrative of I'm trying to change the world. To be honest with you, I'm trying that. to change the world. Like I can definitely feel that, and I'm willing to die behind it. Like for real, because it's just too much going on that's not real, and it's not fair to the people who are really busting their tails to really, you know, just do just be out here work. and do it right and change the world. I feel that yeah, part. Yeah, and it's like the the every like the people who aren't serious need to be filtered out and move out the way for the people who actually trying to do something. Yo, like, you remind me of myself. I swear, I always tell people, you know when you like watch the sci-fi movies of mm-hmm. the future and there's always like that one guy that's like, let's thin the herd. You know, he's always like <laughs> yeah. doing some crazy creepy yeah. shit. That's, that's low-key us. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's low-key us. It's time yeah. to thin the herd because yeah. I'm totally tired. Like, I was ranting 2018, 2019 about popcorn creatives. I kind of chilled out towards um, 2019 because it's just like, whatever. Popcorn creatives are going to, like, thrive. But I'm so over that era of the popcorn creative where they just feel like, I can do it today. Yeah, no. You can do it, but if you're going to do it, do it. Don't Mm -hmm. just decide that today because your friend decided that they're going to start doing lashes, that you're going to start doing lashes. Uh Uh-uh. No. It ain't going to work like that. No. And and, and people are so used to, they want to make the quick money. You know, the Mm -hmm. quick, like, oh, I see this person. But the thing is, that person's doing it because they want this. Like, they're not doing it for quick money. Then people get into it and they get overwhelmed. And then all of a sudden, you don't see them doing it no more. It's like, what happened to them lashes you was doing? What happened to that brand you had? I stopped it's, selling them, girl. I stopped they selling stopped them. Doing, especially with the whole lash certifications, mm. the boutiques opening. And it's like they see somebody else getting a bag off of it. And mm-hmm. it's so easy, easy. And they want to do it. But then, like, in six months, they stop. And I'm like, this is not your passion. It's like, not. People need to know to stay in their own in your lane. Especially when they realized Shadi was just fronting for the gram and that bag was her rent running. Like, that me? was... And then Ill you money. got the people, don't, don't let me get on the scammers, like, <laughs> the people who aren't even selling lashes at all, they just got other people lashes on their page. I done seen so much scamming, and I'm over it. I'm over it. I done seen scamming in Greensboro. I done seen <laughs> scamming on social media. I'm over it. Like, so, when it comes to your music, and when it comes to the future of your music, um, you mentioned you touched on a lot of different things about how you want to change the world, impact the world, and then just speak and be the voice for producers. So, mm-hmm. do you see yourself kind of enjoying that panel kind of area where you start like really voicing yourself for oh, the yeah. producers and stuff okay. absolutely absolutely um one thing in the long run is i want to start a label and um my main goal as far as starting that label is i actually wrote it down and i said unique respect for artists and it's a unique respect because um and when i say unique respect it's like for example a lot of these labels they kind of shit on artists, you know, right. like they don't give them full control. They give them a little bit of control because, you know, I'm giving you this money so I control everything else. I look at it as you gonna take yourself as far as you want to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like in the future when I do create my label, I want it to be in a situation where the artist has full control. But you do have to understand you're on a label. You know what I'm saying? If we give you this money, yeah, do whatever you want with this money. But understand it's still a job. It's still a job, and we're not going to be doing everything for you like these other labels do. 
you in control. So look, if you blow that money, hey, we got every right to say you got to go. I so, believe that. Yeah. I don't want to talk about nobody business like mm-hmm. that, but that reminds me of what just happened recently. Well, I guess I am talking about somebody's business. It's blunt talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, seven or four chopper got chopped. I heard about that. I heard Same all situation from BB. Uh, yeah. Man, not a baby. Uh, yeah, they was not messing with him because yeah, they said why? that he was falling asleep in the studio sessions. They would book studio sessions for him, and I guess he was diagnosed with narcolepsy late. In like they found what? out later that he had narcolepsy, but yeah. at that point, you got chopped. So That's not basically, the, the he was Marty. falling asleep. If I'm paying for your studio sessions, and instead of performing, you're falling asleep. So that's what happened. I gotta let you go. I'd be pissed too because that's not a reason to cut me. I'm sorry. I heard he I got cut because they said that um, the baby wasn't handling him well. And I will say, Stunner from Vegas agree. is pretty trash. And seven or four chops should have been the one on the front, front, like on the front. Thank but you. The it should have been baby and chop. Period. I guess period. the difference between period Stunner four and chop. Based off of what I just how I kind of got them, yeah. Stunner Four was just doing a little bit more. He got the energy. He does. He was just he doing was a little putting bit more. out more content because he was I, doing a little bit more Chop advertisement. Hasn't. Chop hasn't put out um, a project in a minute. He's That's been yeah. doing shows, but for the longest, he only had one. I think uh, album or mixtape. So I'm pretty sure it's because he hasn't been doing but much. But at the end of the day, to me, I feel like it's not about quantity. It's about quality. quality. Stunner, yes, he has the energy, but his music is trash. Yes, He's a one no trick shade. pony. Yes. No shade. If we're gonna talk about industry labels, you gotta match the head person. So no. the babies, <laughs> the babies formula though. Mm-hmm. Y'all gotta admit when he first came out. Was project 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 single I, I project single project single, but at the end of the day, he so, was pushing him. He could have pushed seven hundred four chop the same way. But I guess that. you got to push yourself too. True, you we don't, don't know. He, we don't know. I really don't know. Really I don't follow know. Chop on a lot of pla- platforms, and I know him personally. He was he was doing shows, and I feel like I'm with an artist. You could have one album, and you push the shit out of that, yeah, and I'm cool with that. That's fine, but. You can but how long was the album out though? Like it's been out since maybe like don't say it's 18, been, 19. I was gonna say it's been about seventeen or eighteen. But at the end of the day, 17, 18? he's been pushing out singles. He's been oh, putting yeah. out singles. He just dropped an album though. Yeah, he's been putting out singles. He had one album. He's been putting out singles, not albums. Okay. And he was yeah. pushing it. I mean, doing shows everywhere. So at the end of the day, it's but not the last about, cohesive project was in two thousand seventeen. The yeah. most, the biggest well, one, yeah, I guess. But he did drop one recently, and I listened to it. It was hard. Like at okay. the end of the day, it's so quality. He to me, I feel like Chop can go further than Stunner for yeah. Vegas. And then that happens too on quality. labels too, though. If you have two competing artists that one may outshine the other, yeah, that's true. You do let the other one go. That's definitely true. And I also because think about it, you got don't don't kill me when I say this. I feel like maybe Baby thinks that Chop is a little competition because Chop is better than Baby. I'm sorry, Baby sounds the same on every single you do. song. I ain't gonna lie, every single composing song. composition. He does have a song uh, on Seven Four Chop's newest album. The Baby got a song. Him and I ain't gonna lie, Baby murdered him. He murdered him on that song. Mm. But I do feel where you coming from though. I feel like if Seven O if Seven Four Chop had the same push mm-hmm. as Stunner, he could That's easily surpass because he has the. The flow, he has the content to really do something. Mm-hmm. Y'all, please don't drag me on this show because I know we, we used to drag. But, <laughs> um, kit me together. 50 Cent and um, my boy from Cali. Weren't the they game. on a, weren't the they game. on the team together? Yeah, they were. I guess that's what that's where my mind was at when y'all were saying this. 
two opposing people that mm-hmm. could easily eat each other up on a on a song mm-hmm. if you know we could go bar for bar. Yeah. And then you see what happened there. Yeah. They kind of And I it feel out. like because it's a competition, like and then I feel like also at the same time they let friendships get in the way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we boys, but then when it's time to get in the studio and do work, they let the friendship and the business mix and mingle together. I can see that. Yeah, they don't have like, separated. You gotta keep it, it separate. Be boys outside of the studio, but at the end of the day, it is a competition. The music industry is a competition. Mm-hmm. And then low key, that might be God's way. Ooh, that's weird. That might be somebody's <laughs> way um, of letting a woman come into uh-huh. <laughs> into the realm. Because yeah. I was hoping they would sign a girl by now. Oh man, I don't yeah. see that happening. I, I really hope. You so. know what? Wait, no, I'm tripping. I was gonna say, what's that girl named Ma- 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 Molly? Uh uh-uh. uh. Ma- I know you're talking about uh, is- Milano. Nah, not her. It's this hard girl. I can't remember her name. But she not signed by them. I think she was just on tour with them, like headlining or something. But she on South Coast Music Group. She on South Coast Music Group. That's which what is it a is. part of Baby. BBD. Yeah. So yeah, she is kind of signed with them. Mm-hmm. Her name is Molly something. I can't remember her name, but she hard. She really with that gutter like. I think she like a crip, so she really into that oh, gutter God. gutter. <laughs> okay. Rap music. Let me shoot you. I'm gonna shoot you, boy, and your girl. Yeah, but she's hard though. I like it. So and that's another thing. Like no, I wanna. That's another thing. Like I like. I would like to. Be, big you know, work with Big Molly. That's her name. Shout out to Chino. Yeah, <laughs> she, she said it on the Yeah, word. Big Molly. But that's one thing. Like, I want to work with more female artists. Like, I work with guys all the time. But to be honest with you, I think it's the girls who really be out here working, hard, grinding, grinding. I don't know if they feel like they got one under the guys, so they feel like they have to work harder. But that's where it's at. The women are out here doing it. Like, I think it's that, and then it's the obvious understanding that you're a woman in the male-dominated industry you mm-hmm. have to go hard because no to. one's going to give you a handout yeah. and then because the industry has made it so female rappers have to be kind of like a a barbie doll mm, in yeah. a sense to be mm. kind of popping yeah so if you're not a barbie doll on top of that and you're a female rapper and you rap hard mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna go hard <laughs> yeah you're gonna go hard but all around i feel like female rappers just generally just especially within this year um Definitely go hard. We were talking, well, me and my friend were talking about Meg Thee Stallion going bar for bar oh, against, yeah. um, I think, like, the baby. Oh, no. Um, young Ma. Young mm-hmm. and May. Young and May. Sorry. I'm dead. She said Young Ma. I ain't um, never heard nobody ne- say no, that. No, you've never heard her chop up people's <laughs> no, Oh, my child. God. I tried to tell her. <laughs> but she didn't believe me. That is hilarious. You should have heard me when Carly B just first came out. Carly, Carly B. I, oh, I tried to I warned you. I said you ain't never heard her chop up nobody's name now. Carly B. It's bad. I try. I swear. I try. Okay, long as you try. I try. That is good enough. I really be thinking about it really hard and before I say it, and it still comes out trash. So but you about said, it so hard. You said Megan Thee Stallion went bar for bar with Young and May? No, no, no. Um, so there was a conversation about what would happen if Megan Thee Stallion went bar for bar with Oh, Young, Young and May would murder her. I think so. Mm-hmm. Murder. So exactly. the conversation came, came, um, was brought up, and uh-huh. I wonder how you feel about this, uh, content. Mm-hmm. So... Young M.A. raps like a male rapper in a sense of content. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Megan Thee Stallion's a hard rapper where mm-hmm. she kind of raps hella hard and aggressive. So, yeah. you know, male content may be fluid with some of the stuff that she says. Yeah. But predominantly, she's talking about sucking her clit. Uh-huh. So, you know, the female content. So yeah. could you really put them against each other on a bar for bar because they're not rapping about the same content? Yeah. Uh. 
Yeah, and I also feel like they're rapping to two different crowds. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, Young may look like me. She's mm-hmm. a lesbian, so, and that's like a lot of people like Ain't to she say. Cute. <laughs> I'm dead. A lot of people like to say. Oh, I've seen a bunch of posts on Twitter. Mm, Young and May ain't out here selling sex like like these dudes do, or like uh, or like Megan Thee Stallion. She's not selling sex to you. She's, she's selling, selling sex, sex to, to the lesbians. Like <laughs> she's still selling sex. It's just not to you. And Very that's true. the difference. And I feel like we may maybe we should stop pinning these you know female artists together to oh this is better. They're all good and they're in their own lane. And I think Megan Thee Stallion said that. Like they had like they was tweeting. Megan Thee Stallion is very responsive to her Twitter and like I feel like they was tweeting and tweeting at her and she was just like, can we just exist in this realm of music? We right. all are gonna cross different. We're gonna reach different people, and and I think that's why Megan Thee Stallion is so cool. You see her taking pictures with everybody. Right. She's, she's with everybody. There's no beef, and I think that's how we gotta be. Like, stop trying to. Say, oh, she can't rap bar for bar with this person. She's in a whole nother lane. She's she's doing her own thing. Same thing with Young M.A. She's doing her own thing. She has her fan base. They're all rapping to their fan base. They're not rapping to you or the guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's I would different. love for you to be my, like, artist coach. I swear. <laughs> you would really, like, give me all the juice. Oh, like yeah. services for that. Oh, yeah, we have services for that. I swear. Because, listen, <laughs> you're a jack of all trades because you have a full, well understanding of the ins and outs. So, yeah. what comes down with the craft, but then also how do you play that into the industry? So, I'm very open minded. Like, and I do my research and I really just look and just pay attention to a lot of things. And I feel like with me being open minded, it's helped me to not judge people, it's helped me to not pin people against each other. You know, they, oh, Young MA, Megan Thee Stallion, Dreezy. Like why are we Dreezy's hard? Like why are we why are we trying to put them in a competition together? Let's put them on a song together. How about that? Like let's stop making it a competition because at the end of the day they are already competing with the industry. Like let them why they gotta compete against each other? Very true. Just let them exist in the realm of music. Like just let them be, let them cater to their audience, and then if they cross paths and want to do a feature, then let it be. But I think we should stop, you know, putting these female artists against each other to compete when we should be all. We should honestly be kumbaya in it together, like kumbaya, like it's let's let's get together. Like, right. It's too yeah, much. Yeah, like, it's right. too much beef in hip hop. That's how Biggie and Tupac died. We don't need to keep doing that. We need to let these people create. We're all creatives. We need to create together. We need to create beautiful music. We need to create, you know, something different. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel like a creative workshop would be great in play. Cam has been talking about putting together some like um, brunch and events and kind of just. Oh, yeah something that we can get some good creatives together and just start the conversation about how we can change our surroundings, change our reality and mm-hmm. like empower each other and help each other and kind of just network. So I definitely see some um, artist workshops in your future as well. Oh, you know, one thing I actually want to do, I, I saw it on Instagram. I can't remember the Instagram, but they actually did this thing where they like took an Airbnb, like the mountains and they got a bunch of creatives in this one house and it was producers, artists, videographers, engineers everybody in one house creating that is one thing i want to do like i, I don't I have the, the i don't have everybody that i want to do but like i'm still you know i'm still out here trying to find the serious artists and everybody you know serious producers so i haven't i don't have a group yet that i would want to do that with just now or just just yet but that's one thing like i took note of that and i was like all right i'm put that in the back of my mind that i do want to do that one day that's why i say it's bigger than me i'm looking to create something magical i'm looking to create something nobody's ever heard before and we got to stop hating on each other. We got to stop making it a competition like, oh, that producer's hard, but they're not harder than me. Let's help right. them. Let's help them get as hard as you. Like, right. let's, let's help each other. We can all be at the top together. There isn't 
a limit. It's not like five people can only get to Or you figure out who might he be hard to. Like, maybe it's not your audience. Maybe exactly. we can call it a his audience. Exactly. That's a big touch. That's a big, um, yeah. that's a big one right there. Yeah. And I think it would be cool if we were all, first of all, I got to find people I trust. Because you can't be under one roof with everybody. Everybody's spirits. <laughs> not everybody's spirits are, are where they need to be. You wake so, up with your eyes. You wake up with out. somebody staring at you in some <laughs> creepy. But so I'm, I'm really trying to find the right people to do that with. And it could be a small group of five. Let's all get in the house together. Let's make some beats. Let's record. Like, let's do something crazy. Like, you just never know the chemistry you might have with people. And that's what I've been learning with actually doing in-studio cook-ups. And the thing is, my studio is at my house, so I'm not inviting everybody over to make music. Right. Like, I got to kind of know you to an extent and know how serious you are and look at... I'm on the outside looking in. That's why I say I do a lot of research. Like, I'm always looking at, at people's content. Like, Chino, Chino G is one of the main people I, I, I take... This is real inspiration. I don't just look at her stuff and steal from her. No, I, like I look at her and be like, okay. It's like not necessarily following in her footsteps, but looking and saying, okay, this person's doing it right. Okay, so. Giving you kind of like a blueprint almost, a blueprint. like an outline a little exactly. bit. Exactly. So it's like, okay, I see that. And that's the thing. You could tell the difference when somebody's just taking and somebody who's just learning. Because like somebody who's taking, they're going to see that and then they're going to try to du duplicate it. But somebody who's following the blueprint and, and kind of paying attention is like, okay. Okay, they see it, but they ain't reacting right now because they know it's not the right time. And that's the type of person I am. Like, I'm going to learn. You know what I'm saying? I like to sit back and learn and watch you do your thing. And then, you know, you bring me in every so often to be a part. Cool. <clears throat> but at that. the end of the day, I'm here to learn. Like, I'm not here to take from nobody because we all out here working hard. So I feel that. So we're going to kick it to a smooth break. And we're going to jump right into the topic of the week, which is Black Love. You have been rocking with the Blunt Tie Crew and Karate. Y'all, this has been a heated segment. It definitely ran over, but it was great just pumping, great vibes, great just syncreties. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that word too, but I just felt like I was vibing with you. Yeah, absolutely. It's a vibe. It is. I love her. Cam's <laughs> recovering. Um, it's your girl, Yo Kelly. Go ahead and follow me at justb.underscore underscore as well as follow Blunt Talk TV at Blunt Talk TV on IG and Blunt Talk TV one on Twitter. Go ahead and follow the hashtag at JustBCLT. And it's your girl, Killer Cam. I did make a new Facebook. No, shit. I made a new Instagram, y'all. <laughs> so it's Killer.Cam with two M's and two underscores on Instagram and then on Twitter. I think my name is Janelle Molina. I do talk the most shit on there as well. So <laughs> please follow me on both of those platforms. And of course, the special guest of the week and the feature artist of the week was Karate. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you. You can find me. You talking about social media or? All over the place. All right, so social media at Karate, K-U-R-A-T-I-I. -I, not two T's, two I's. And then there's an underscore. I'm on all music platforms i'm on like mexican radios yes. spanish radios like whatever distro kid put me on you can find me anywhere i'm on youtube all that you know what i'm saying i got videos out you can follow my instagram and watch my video t uh my video content i got videos of me cooking up beats live like you can watch all that so i love it i love it i love it stay tuned stay locked we're gonna listen to one of our um producer songs so it's above the rim by jarell and it's produced by karate <laughs> When you in and out the city, shit go better. 
Niggas a kid, you in the city cause they jealous Spent most my life trying not to be a felon That water deep, it hit his feet and then he fell in When I say I made it, she just seen my face on Ellen All this DNA I'm reppin', I'm the one that he selected Remember I wouldn't even had no bread, let's I get out here and sell it So ain't no smoking in this spot, shit too hot, we only skeleton. Who the first trap nigga in heaven? Bet that nigga had to be a reverend How that nigga even get that message? Probably spoken through this record I'm on high shit, yeah I reckon Pray he bless me, I'm congested Too much bullshit in my essence Let me step out, wish I could've been like Jordan I be jumping out the gym Instead I done went pop, gotta get my guap and butter rim I gotta get mines, you ain't gon' lie in front of Can't let she get too serious. Wish I could've been like Jordan, nigga. I'd be jumping out the gym. Instead, I done with pop, gotta get my guap above the rim. I gotta get mines, you ain't gon' lie in front of jerk. Can't let she get too serious. Niggas don't know about stocks. I want that box, this whole 10. And if you do the rest for less, then we gon' fuck with both of them. No, sir, I ain't got no drugs. Hold me over here, gotta look to the sky That nigga, he made it over here All this ice might hit the slopes Only need jewelry in my clothes Real life, I'm just cold Like I'm from the North Pole Had to run off on your mans So that shit won't in my plans Nigga, I come up with the rest of that shit So I'ma hit you when I can You know my son, my biggest fan I can't take care of no other man That's how you end up in Underland Living like this a Wonderland Got pitched out to an underhand Make it easier to understand Wish I could've been like Jordan I be jumping out the gym Said I done went pop, gotta get my guap above the rim I gotta get mines, you ain't gon' lie in front of jerk Can't let shit get too serious Wish I could've been like Jordan, nigga, I be jumping out the gym Instead I done went pop, gotta get my guap above the rim I gotta get mines, you ain't gon' lie in front of jerk Can't let shit get too serious the blood talk tv oh my gosh i guess i could tell a little bit of the story oh my god so during our break i was telling the casting crew how i fell into a pothole four days ago and if you could imagine you're walking from the grocery store going to your car lottie dolly everything's great you're pushing the, the cart with your your left arm everything's great jeans are fitting nice shoes are looking good and there's a crater in front of you the size of I don't know, a tire. But you didn't see it because it's filled with water. So, what? yeah, water. it's during that, uh, the freaking storm. So, the crater is filled with water. So, next thing I know, like the front end of the dang shopping cart goes in the, the hole in the ground. And I'm like, yo! So, I'm following the cart into the ground. And I'm like trying to keep myself from falling. That didn't work. I'm I saw sorry, on top of that thing. It's okay. So the guy at Food Line was like, yeah, we watched your video. And I'm just like, the dude, was they was group. watching. You might be on Twitter or Instagram somewhere. I need that video because I have a lawsuit. But now at this so point, you, you gonna sue them for? 
Because it's been four days at this point. And then my mind was like, at first I was like, nah, because I'm young. It's okay. I bounce back. It's whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, God forbid it was my mom who went to the grocery store or someone else's mom. They wouldn't have bounced back as big because Mm -hmm. that was a real dangerous situation. Yeah. Like I was saying, this is four days ago. My elbow still feels like it hurts. I still have soreness under my shoulder blade. My knees. I was fucking shin still swollen. So I'm just like, God oh damn it. God. Yeah, you're going to have to go to the hospital. I got to go to the hospital. And I got to take pictures. But that's long story short. Um, If you were rocking with us, you kind of got to get a little bit of my poor woe is me. But uh, we're going to get into the good part of the segment, which is Black Love was Karate. All right, so I told the people if I start crying in the middle of this segment, just ignore me and keep it moving because I'm an emotional person. Um, with Please that being said, should I start? To be honest, I might just laugh at you just so you can stop. Crying. Please, <laughs> like, so, should I not start? I'm one of those people. If somebody else is crying, I'm automatically cry. I don't know why. Okay, like, so I won't start then. <laughs> who like the star on Black? No, go ahead, start. Okay, I'll listen, start. I'm about to say because I. Have to well, as you guys know, this week is Valentine's Day week. So we wanted to talk about something that's a little personal to all of us because we black. Yeah. yeah. And black love. Know. It's one of my favorite topics because I think black love is so underrated. Very. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that it's a feeling that you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's like once you find it. I'm you playing. really got to <laughs> Once you find good black love, and I'm not going to say it's rare, but it's hard to come by. Yeah. So that's why we're talking about it today. And um, Louis Valentine's Day, and just because it's Black History Month as well. Absolutely. So, you know, shout out to all our ancestors. Yes. So we can talk you. about it if we really want to talk about it. because We'll be here all night. Love. We would. God. There was some love in the black Long community. Long story short, we created everything. Basically, and that's on period. 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 Basically, the start, the beginning, the middle, the end, the end. No, not the end. Because future, all that. We are the future. No nah, white people ending everything. So I'm gonna just leave it at that. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> we said what we said. I was I wondering. <laughs> we said what we said. Yeah, we gonna leave it at that. Yep. Okay. We'll end it right there. Well, I feel like. Love is just such a terrible thing this year. Shut up. For the record, I haven't had a Valentine in about four years. Four or five years. I'll say seven. Let's virtually round it up and say ten. Wow. Um, You are so dramatic. (laughs) Let's be real about it. It was been ten years. But I'm not saying it like, oh, what was B? Because I've been my Valentine for the last ten years. I'm okay with that. You know, I like myself. I know it. But this year... I tried to step outside my comfort zone. Okay. I tried to ask one person if they would be my Valentine. Yes, I'm lying. For y'all can't really know, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna put you on blast. Yeah. <laughs> it was really three. Okay, but I'm really real. I actually asked one person. Okay. I personally asked one person. Three people asked me. Not the same. Okay. Not the same. Doesn't work. You, you just know. wasn't feeling them three. I just, they weren't the person I wanted. I mean, no, no, but like, don't get twisted. I I love, I told everyone the same thing. I was really honest about it, except the first time. I was honest about Mm -hmm. it. I said, I don't 
want a Valentine, I'll be my own Valentine. But if you want to give me a gift, I'll accept the gift. Okay, that's fair. Well, it's open, right? That's fair. Yeah. That's I fair. wouldn't get you shit. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and they said, but they said they would. I don't know if they're going to or not, but they said they would. Yeah. The third was not that happy that he was the third. Aww. But I'm like, honey. You were just you late. You should have been earlier. Just lose, you lose. Should have came in January. <laughs> right. Come on. If Sorry. you were on time, exactly. you wouldn't have no choice. You had all of 2019, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that one. He definitely had all 2019 just to Oh, well, he was playing games. Okay. So the person I really wanted, though, y'all, this is why I'm kind of out on black love, and he's black. I got to go to a white man. Um, I really, really like him, and I asked him for my Valentine, and basically he was like, I'm no one special, and no, I'm no one special for you to do something for for just one day. This is like... Say less. Hmm. Excuse me, sir? Say less. Hmm. So after that, I was just like... I'll be Valentine Delo today. Like, I don't have no how problem. Do you, how do you downplay yourself like that? Right. Okay, sir. You you don't. Yeah. That's what, say less. You see why I'm just out on it? Like, this is my one year to try. And I tried, y'all. I gave it four tips. He played himself, literally. I ain't never heard of that before. And I mean, like, you could be in a relationship and your boyfriend don't even ask you. It's just like, <laughs> you still got to ask. I don't want to hear it. <gasps> you still got to ask. What, like, How many different ways? Like, well, I'm a little late, man. You say, we'll do what? I don't ask my don't just assume. Bitch, how many ways do I have? Are you talking to someone? Are you dating someone? Are you in a relationship with someone? Does someone yeah. think they're in a relationship with you? Do they think they're talking to you? Do, you? do you go out with someone more than three times a week? I'm so glad I don't have to date no more because that is Oh, God. Is. Like, that I is terrible. Oh, my God. I don't know how open I have to be with these men that I have to, like, draw it all the way out. I hate That's another thing. I'm stories. glad I don't date men because y'all be having a time. I know. Boy, I, mean, I be just scrolling, like... You know what? It's it's not even that because I date women too. And it's like the women I come across. Well, I used to come across. I'm sorry. Yeah. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to give him a call. Did you hear this shit? <laughs> the women I used to come across were so like sexually driven. And it's like. Not yet. Too much. Relax. It's like. Strange stuff that happened in the lesbian community. And I will say the sex drive is weird. It's, it's, it's quite weird. Strange. Like don't lead with sex because I'm going to be like. What do you want? Why? Me? Why can't we just date like normal people? Yeah. Like, I don't want to come to your house. It, I feel like the same rules apply with men. Don't mm-hmm. invite me to your house. Don't, you know, be weird sexually. And that's a... They be want you to move in. They be about to get married, have kids. Be stepmama. The community like, is very fast and very strange. They're worse than military men. Oh, oh my God. They are, we, we are the... Well, I ain't going to say we because I'm not like that. I am very, very slow and steady wins the race tortoise speed period because <laughs> i'm not gonna move in with somebody then tomorrow i'm like oh you dirty taking care of kids what about exactly. pet names how soon are the because y'all talking about moving in that's that is very soon that's like yeah. a whole two three four five months down the road but yeah. i feel like after maybe a week or two if you only call me bae that's a little much you need to back up back the fuck up i literally have a girl every time i post every time i do make a move on any social media <laughs> she is literally in my dms and i just i send it to my boyfriend i'm like babe look and he'd be like what the fuck? don't be the and ones who be whole committed in relationships with three kids she lives with her girlfriend See, they'll be the ones are you bored baby you just want she's some time very unhappy with herself that's what it be know. they be unhappy and it's like just leave the situation like girl i'm happy over here you better move on <laughs> that part. go ahead and that's why i'm kind of just pooped on the whole valentine's day because i'm low-key happy 
not low key, high key. I'm high key <gasps> happy by myself. Yeah. Like I just got out of a horrible, not horrible, but semi horrible relationship. Yeah. I old. just feel like for Valentine's Day, I think people like they obsess over it. Yes. And it's really aggravating because it's like you get, get the people who are like, oh, y'all men only do things one time out the year or whatever. You got those, those yep. miserable people. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people who is like, we need to do something for Valentine's Day. And it's like, relax. Like, if you that. don't, you know, the people who they are so miserable with themselves, it's like yeah. they get upset or they get mad at people who do have Valentine's. And it's like. Love in general starts with yourself, yourself. and if you don't love, like, take yourself out on a fucking date. For like, real, it's not that it's serious. Not that it's a man-made deep. holiday. Oh God, it's like, another day. It's like, like literally another day. And and that really annoys me. Um, so that's the part it. I hate about Valentine's Day. You know, but the part I love is like you get to love the people around you, and I don't think it's just for partners. Love your kids, love your parents, because I remember back in the day, it was like. Your parents were your first Valentine's. They yeah. the ones who got you gifts and uh-huh. you know your chocolates. And you know, because I do that with my son, you know, for Valentine's Day, we send in you know gifts for the whole class. So yeah. I feel like it's not just about partner and sexual love. It's just mm-hmm. about love in general. Love, love yourself. Treat yourself. Love your fucking kids. And I think people you need know? to know that. Like, pe- I'm glad you said that because more people need to understand that it's not about having a significant other every Valentine's Day. Like. Very love yourself true. first and mm-hmm. be your own valentine that's okay like be lonely it's okay to be lonely sometimes and i think that's another thing people need to understand a lot of people and it's I also know, okay to want to have a valentine's day I it's mean, that's okay. true too it's, it's awesome because i before josh i and i've been early i was a relationship girl mm-hmm. i didn't have valentine's like the dudes i was with they just did not care enough to do things for valentine's mm-hmm. day so yeah like this year my boyfriend's romantic so like i'm looking forward to it because yeah. i've never celebrated but i'm not pressed like i told him i'm like you don't have to go like he's like what do you want for valentine's day what do we have to do Da-da-da-da. do you want this just chill Somebody. like <laughs> i don't have to mm-hmm. you know go all out we mm-hmm. do that on the regular yeah. not to expose y'all but if i had i don't want to say like i'm like lusting at the relationship but mm-hmm. The relationship stand that y'all have, it's on some where y'all kind of adore each other on a daily basis. Right. Mm. So, Valentine's Day is another day for y'all. It yeah. is. You know, and I feel it's like, like that's another how, day just do what y'all already do. That's how a relationship should be. You yeah. should not be... Pre- if you're in a relationship, you shouldn't be pressed over one day because throughout the year, you should be spoiling your man or your woman with love, affection, gifts. Whatever their love language is, that mm-hmm. is what you should be doing with them daily. You know, so that one day out of the year, I'm not pressed. Like, yeah. and our anniversary was yesterday. Again, was not pressed because we do so much for each other. We're like, damn, what else do you want? Because I just bought you this, yeah. or we just did this. Do you want to try a new restaurant? Like, we literally just went and got drinks, like at Hickory Tavern, because we do so much for each other. But you enjoyed it still. It's still yeah, a time like spent. It's, it's time. Yeah, I was it's time spent. spent. Yeah, that's all. Yep. That's what it really comes down to. Mm-hmm. I still say fuck these niggas though. I mean, all I'm saying is I I heard y'all out and I respect both y'all mm-hmm. thought and I'm here for both of y'all. Love yourself every day. Let's be clear. I'm still the president of niggas ain't shit. And niggas fuck still these ain't niggas. shit. Because y'all heard the response I got talking about some everyday blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Fuck that shit. Um, because <laughs> if it was an everyday thing, I wouldn't feel like I needed Valentine's Day. Yeah. 
Or even yeah, so, I, I feel like, it. why can't I just amplify it on Valentine's Day? I'm a sucker for holidays, man, may or not. I was going to say, I was going to say, some people just really enjoy holidays, and that's okay, too. That's your love language. Somebody should understand that about you and be like, okay, mm-hmm. look, she likes holidays, so look, if I got to go hard every single holiday just so she happy, then that's, so be it. That's we're gonna, not even white, but I guess we're going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Lent, hey, all that it's my birthday, like so I'm celebrating regardless. You feel me? <laughs> like, we're going to celebrate. Day. I love all that shit. All that boo. Yeah. It's going to be okay because I think this year for sure, y'all going to get married. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, y'all get the invite, right. okay? Y'all get the invite. All right, I'm gonna All get right. married. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Making and face. <laughs> making that face. So, <laughs> but there's one thing that I wanted to talk about today for Black Love was your stance on interracial relationship. I have mm. a place that I'm going with this. So I just okay. want to know you guys' stance on it. What and do how you do you feel about it? Yeah, okay. like what do you mean? So, like, am I pro? Are you pro black love or are you pro? Because I feel love. like you kind of have to <laughs> yeah. pick a side in a sense. Now I'm for love in general. You mm-hmm. love who you love. You literally cannot help that because love is a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not a choice. Um, but what I come across daily on social media irritates me in a sense because it's like I see black men or just black people in, yes mm-hmm. black people in general have these fetishes with other races yes. and that's fine it's not fine but it's fine for you yeah but it's like they always get you a latina queen because black women ain't shit or get your latina queen because bald and black bitches be, exactly and it's like yeah. love who you love but please leave us the leave fuck us out of it yes like we have yes. nothing to do with your preference on women your weird or preference. men but i think it's weird to put down black women yeah. your your mom your mammy is black your mammy your, your like yeah. i think it's your weird your family your aunt your grandma your yeah. whole family they nappy headed too so mm-hmm. it's like how do you guys feel about that? And I, like I said, I do have a, a place I'm going with yeah. this. I just wanted to know. Okay, so I'm a first and foremost say I'm, I'm for all love. But when it comes to the interracial couples, I feel very uncomfortable when I see stuff like a black man letting a white woman kind of just kind of like, how can I say this without really just making people confused? It's you, know how, like, you know how you like, want, um, no, you know how like, I've this. seen like, it was a football player, for example. He was like, you know, they all toasting. He's like, all right, toasting to more mixed kids. That's that shit strange. is weird. That's strange. Like, why are you toasting to more mixed kids? Like, you should just toast to kids, more kids, period. And I just feel like I've seen a lot of black men have relations with white women. And then, you know, I don't know if y'all have ever seen this, but they'll send screenshots of their conversations with this white woman. They're like, I don't like my daughter with braids or stuff like that. There's a thin line between racism and just being, you know, yeah, you know, and I just feel like at the end of the day, if you're going to have a, you know, a biracial situationship relationship, understand who you dated. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, that child is black and they don't need to hate their understand own race. Understand the culture. Understand the culture. And I feel like a lot of a lot of people, when they get into these interracial relationships, they don't know what they're getting into until they have a kid with this person and they see how terrible they are. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this kid is missing a very vital part of their their, their culture, who they are. They're still black at the end of the day, and you trying to infiltrate them and whitewash them because you aren't happy with black people or you don't like black people, but you're dating this black person. And I think that's a that's another thing. A lot of like white people will 
fetish over black men or black women. But hate black women. But hate it. Like, it's very strange. And it's like, you have a black woman as your child. You know, how do you... How do you sit there and hate black people so much, but you're dating this black person and that's the thing they fetish over. They have fetishes over their body parts. And you know what body part I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know you know what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's sickening to me. I think it goes, kind of goes back to that whole perception thing. Mm-hmm. They don't like what seems to be inferior. So the mm-hmm. fact that you have to strive, because at the end of the day, think about it. There was once upon a time where black women strive to be uh, westernized color yeah. uh, beauty. Yeah. Now it's more... Or not Eastern European, but it's more African American beauty, more mm-hmm. our culture beauty. So I want to strive for your beauty, but I don't want you to think that you're better than me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're not better than me. You just are a little bit tan. Yeah. I want you tan. Yeah. And then I've there are people out here that have mixed kids and don't recognize the black side. I yes. have a patient that comes in right now, and her child is as brown as I am. Mm-hmm. And the child gets bullied in school because the, the child does not know or doesn't even recognize or doesn't want to recognize that she's black. Mm-hmm. So she thinks she's white. And See, the kids and at that's school, what's important. Like, at least if you're her an interracial, it. you know, a biracial child, give them the opportunity to understand who they are. And I think that's where the disconnect is. Is like, you just want them to understand that white is the superior race when it's like, no. And human race is the superior exactly race. like help them understand who they are because then these kids grow up confused like and then they get on then they become adults and they be embarrassing themselves because it's like yo you're biracial but you hate your black side when you should you should love your black side oh my gosh that reminds me of that movie on netflix um american son did y'all see that no netflix really be getting me so you remember the girl from um Carrie Washington. Washington. I did watch that. I stopped watching because I was like, this is stupid. No. I had to stop watching it. That was getting on my nerves. That was good. That was good. You you got to watch it from the beginning to the end again. Try it. I promise you. Because the ending really gives you perspective. Did they ever find a little boy? No. So, I'm sorry. (laughs) Spoiler (laughs) alert. It's it's about an hour and 30 minute movie shot in one whole scene one, one location <laughs> one, room. one room three maybe four actors max yeah. you never get to see the reference of the boy but you know the boy's mom is white i mean black and mm-hmm. the dad's boy is white yeah. so it's really interesting because even talking about the topic the psychological structure of what a biracial child may go through you're raised to understand the white man's mentality yeah but and up until your adolescence when you become a full developed man until you realize the actual view of how people see you so you're mentally you're thinking you are a white man but physically you're you're perceived as a black man yeah so he grew up or he got to a point um he went from going to one school to more of a predominantly black school to now hating his white father because my black friends hate what you do so now i hate what you do fuck Mm -hmm. the police all this other mess Mm -hmm. they end up getting pulled over girl and he ended up getting shot so that's why he ends up getting shot because the perception that's why and then it was crazy because the dad even came back and was like well why would you shoot my boy he's my boy your boy don't look like your boy (laughs) unfortunately your boy looks like a nigga boy so that nigga boy with braids to the back who just perceived to be Mm -hmm. a little bit ghetto and not well you know mannered that day Mm -hmm. got shot regardless of how white his father may feel that's why i say when it comes to biracial kids you need to make sure they understand their blackness 
Because at the end of the day, both. That's, yeah, understand both. But at the end of the day, you got to spend a little bit more time on that blackness because that's what they're going to see you as first. They're going to see that skin complexion. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're going to judge you. So you have to you have to drill that, almost drill it into their skull. Like, you are black, and this is what it's going to be. Yeah, teaching that whiteness, that, that's a part <clears> of it too. But you got to spend a little bit more time on that blackness because not only do they have to understand that they're black, but they have to understand how to maneuver you in know, in world. the world as a black person. See, this is this is why I said I was going somewhere with this topic. So, not to get off topic, you know, too much. But I had the conversation. Well, my, my boyfriend and I got into maybe a little debate the other day about interracial dating. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had to school him on it because, you know, he's like, love is love. He's one of yeah. those people, you know. He's attracted to white women. <laughs> and you know black women anytime he's just a man he's attracted to you know all types of women right but um i told him i said i am black men only yes some white men i find them attractive but i don't want to date a white man i like the rainbow i'm sorry i'm a rainbow i'm a rainbow i love all people but i want to marry a black man mm -hmm. i want to have black children and i want to stick with my black side yeah. and i say that in a sense because and he's always like oh my gosh baby you're so racist i'm not yeah, racist, racist when i say this black people can't be racist we can't <laughs> but at the end of the day it's like why is it a problem with indians only with your date inside you your sure? race black people can't be racist we can't are we are you sure that's, Hold a, whole on, other, that's a whole nother story right. we'll talk about that later we so, gotta talk about that for the show yeah. wait a minute don't let me bring my girlfriend in here now she will she will break it down which I, I sure will because i will too she will. So, yeah, for real. so i you know i had to tell him that why is it that indians it's okay for them to marry and date inside hispanics their, too hispanics they, they do not want you to date outside the race asians, asians as well but mm -hmm. when i say i don't want to date a white man i'm all of a sudden racist mm -hmm. i would not give a damn if Oh, Tina's no, mom said she wants you to bring home a white man. Cool. I'm, that's fine with I me. I wouldn't so, say racist. I would say there's a preference, but I wouldn't say that you're racist. He, he jokes about it all the time. Oh. And I had to let him know. And he's like, well, what's wrong with me dating a white woman? I said, babe, at the end of the day, when you get discriminated against at work, she's she not going to understand that. She's not going to understand She's not going to understand. He's like, well, she can. He was like, uh, well... You know, what about the white girls that grew up around black girls? At the end of the day, if you get pulled over and she's in the car, that cop is still going to look at you, discriminate against you, and be racist against you. Mm -hmm. He's not going to give a damn about that girl in the white in the um seat with you. If anything, you yeah, may get in more Sarah. trouble. You know, so I say this is why, because at the end of the day, there's still going to be some type of disconnection from mm -hmm. a, a different race. Especially a white woman or a white man. And that's why I had to reference the movie Something New. I don't know if you guys ever seen mm -hmm. it with Sanaa Lathan. Mm -hmm. Well, she's ended up falling in love with the white man. And they ended up having an argument because she got discriminated against at work. And he was like, well, why don't you just brush it off? No. You can't brush that off when my colleagues are checking my work for, you know, my clients. Because I'm just black. White yeah. people don't understand that. And that's how I said, I want to fall in love with somebody who knows and understands my struggle, mm -hmm. who knows and understand, understand my love and everything else. Yeah. That's why I'm not, I'm okay with it if that's your choice, but for me, no. I feel like No. Mm -hmm. Because you'll never understand what I go through on a daily basis. You'll un never understand when a white woman, it it's okay for her to wear braids to work. Or boxer braids. No. But when I come in there with some box braids, it's an issue. And I've had that problem. I really hate it's just <clears throat> near Twitter. 
especially coming from black people, it's not just hair. It's not. If a kid can't graduate because he got locks. He can't, if it's just hair, he should be able to graduate, right? right? It's not just hair because if a black person is to walk around with this just hair, it's a problem. That's why I don't really like the Kardashians. I hate, I oh hate God. the Kardashians. I do not I support them. them. I definitely don't support Kanye. Mm -mm. And honestly, Kanye is one of the people who inspired me to become a producer, but I do not support that man now. Like, mm -hmm. he's a completely brainwashed, different man. But I do not support the Kardashians because they can just throw something on, don't give nobody mm -hmm. no credit, and just walk around with it. It's not just hair. And they have black kids. You That's think they're teaching their kids no. to be black? That's up to Kanye. Look at Kanye. He just is lost and confused and in the sunken place. So it's not just this hair. This is why I'm so for black love because I want my children to grow up and understand you are black. You are amazing. You are royalty. You are royalty. These people literally copy everything copy you everything. do. So They lay in a tanning bed to look like us. Some perspective in the matter. Mm -hmm. um, both my parents, me and Cam have this conversation all the time. Both my parents are black. Yeah. Um, the conversation of me being a black queen, mm -hmm. I guess, didn't raise until college. Mm -hmm. But me being black, period, didn't raise till middle school. My parents made the point to stress for, at least for me and I guess my brother and my uh, third or tertiary sister, um, the importance of being a solid individual. Mm -hmm. So wrong is wrong. Mm -hmm. No one should wrong you. Mm -hmm. Period. Right. Whether they're black, you're black, they're white. Orange, green, purple, whatever. No one should wrong you. Yeah. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and I I appreciate that stress more so on the action rather than the color of the person that did the action. And so, and, you know, until I got a little bit older, then it was, you know, that fucking motherfucker. So he got a little more verbal. But mm -hmm. as a younger adult, it was more of just recognize the person's actions, mm -hmm. um, which made it a little bit easier, I feel like. And that's something I really want to instill with my child, regardless of if they're daddy black or not, who knows mm -hmm. who I'm going to put a baby in. But I want them to really value the action versus the person because... That's where I feel like the years and years of the perception of how you look determines how you're going to be. Mm -hmm. That's the cycle I really want to break because I don't want them to think that, okay, if their skin's white, then they're going to look at you like you're an enemy and that you're, you know, you're doing something wrong, that you're going to be... I don't, I don't want them to think that way. I don't mm -hmm. want them to think that every white person's out here trying to get him. I want them to be aware because in my personal experience... I've been wrong more by black people than I have by white people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's more about the person to me than the than the actual skin tone. I think mm -hmm. right brown, it doesn't really matter your color. If you're a fucked up individual, you're a fucked yeah, up individual. Right. And that's something I really want my kids hipped on because I want them to be aware. Because there's been times where, okay, I done pushed Sally, Sue, and Sarah away because white ain't right mm -hmm. and now i'm here with becky and jan my two black friends and i found out that jan's the one spreading the damn rumors about me in middle school or jan's the one throwing my invitations away when becky yeah. trying to figure out where to fuck my invitation after my birthday right. so it's like people yeah. need to really work on how to make their individual person they birth mm -hmm. a good person for society yeah, i definitely agree with that especially nowadays i feel like we really need to change the narrative when it comes to just how we perceive people. Mm -hmm. It's fine to be one within your own community and it's fine to have pride within your community. But I think the reason why we have so much sec um, segregation with amongst the communities, because we don't know mm -hmm. and we don't bother to know. Mm -hmm. We don't want to know about more about, you know, Hispanic culture beyond 
tacos and yeah, fiesta maya oh, yeah. and you know day of the day pinatas, pinatas and, and shit yeah we don't even want to know about our own culture beyond you know black history month and what the woke community has brought to our attention mm-hmm. that month so it's like i think a great way to kind of reestablish and kind of just help those white people is i don't know about the kardashians i will say the stuff that i see and i you don't know, but I'm a real Kardashian person. I love the Kardashians. But it's mm. that's a whole nother story from the mm. back. I'm judging. But I'm judging a little bit. <laughs> judging is fine. It's fine. It's fine. I understand. Okay, my, mom's, my mom watches it, and I'd be looking at her like, please turn it off. Please. It's, it's no shade. I just feel like people have a hard, get a hard rap. Because at the end of the day, I can't knock you for liking something that's fire. I mm. like it. So if you don't like it, mm-hmm. you being a hater. Mm-hmm. in a sense so i can't knock you for wanting to jock the shit that we make fire that's flattery correct no you know that's <laughs> flattery is the best inter- interpretation of you know whatever whatever is flattery whatever <laughs> you know that's what y'all said mocking flattery i don't know uh-huh. but i just can't put that all on them per se i would like to say that from what i kind of gathered from just kim kardashian mm-hmm. as a kardashian i really can't talk about the rest of the jenner clan yeah um just self-educating herself on what's going on around the world yeah. within the black community. I will say that something that I would say sparked from the relationship she had with Kanye that I didn't see with Reggie Bush when she was dating the other black guy yeah. and the other other black guy, Ray J, is that now this man's making her think about prison reform. So she's gotten a lot of niggas out of prison that that's were true. wrongfully locked up. Yeah, you know, true. some shit that's her bourgeois ass don't even have to do, but nigga got time on her hands. I think it's like, all... Um... I think it's. I don't think it's genuine. Uh, it yeah, would. I, I. I would agree if it was publicized, like everything else that they do is publicized. But that's not publicized. They have. They call people to come to their house to take pictures of them because they're about to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So why would you not? I'm about to have a phone call with such and such lawyer to make sure to get out. Are they about to get released on X Y today? Well, I think that's strategic. Kind of been publicized, though. Yeah, I was they're, say, they're very strategic. Because some of that has been publicized to the point where I was like, oh, okay, how do we know she's doing it? Because it's been publicized. Because it's been announced. So, I mean, to an extent, it's, you know, I feel like it, it might be a publicity stunt to keep her in in the know. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't trust. I have a hard time trusting people. And to be honest with you, white people, I, I have a very, very hard time trusting. And she's just a white person I, I find very hard to trust. I just feel like going back to the black love, I get what you're saying about people in general. But the reason why I want to have black children is because I want to I want them to learn black love within your community as well. And I feel like that's where we kind of, as people have lost our way, we are more against each other than we are for each other. And I would rather my kids learn to love and appreciate other black people before anybody else. Yeah. I don't care who it is. We have so to break the generational curse. You have to. And I understand, you know, the whole world peace thing. Like, yeah. I'm I'm for it, mm-hmm. in a sense. But I'm for my black people because at, at, at some point in time in life, we ruled this world, yeah. and if we can go back to that, do you not know where we can go? It's not about mm. teaming up and you know caring about Becky's feelings. I don't give a fuck about no white person's feelings, and period. I don't give a fuck about no black ones either. That's but kinda, I'm going to that's kind of counterintuitive though, because if you're it's trying not. to if you're trying to for change in one hand, mm-hmm. but you're holding a stick in the other. 
Wow. So it's, you're, it's, so you're trying to preach to your children that you want them to love the black community, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're saying, but don't like the white. I so will never like, say that. I don't think she was I, saying I never that said that. My son's friends is, literally is Geraldo and Sarah. Like, oh. it's black. There is literally a Mexican and a white. And I teach him to love everybody else. But literally, too, you have to understand, my son's father is mixed. His grandmother is white on his dad's side. Mm-hmm. His grandmother on my side is Italian. So... At one point in life, he thought he's literally brown skin. He looks like y'all, but he thought he was white. Uh, he's like, "Oh, mommy, I'm white, like daddy and grandma." No, uh, <laughs> no, like you're him. a black man. So it's like I, I want to teach him love in this sense, like love your people, love everybody, but specifically love us, your black side. Because I feel like we I were think we loving were himself. To hate yeah, we were taught to hate us from slavery, and I always tell people a lot of this stuff dates back to slavery. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good point that you're teaching him to love yourself, love your people, because we were taught to hate each other back then. That's why we have this. That's why when you say like, oh, Becky over here hiding my, my birthday, you know, invitation, yeah, because we are in, internalized to hate each other. Jim Crow laws. You know what I'm saying? You know, the light skin. Oh, you light skin. You would have been in the house and you was a slave. We are internalized to think these types of things because that's what the white person made us think. So that's why I say you have to break these generational curses and you have to teach your kids to love black people first because we was taught to hate each other. You know what I'm saying? They want to turn us against each other because if we come together, we are powerful. Like it's I said, even, we royalty. Even love, it's like even going moving forward, just think about how many times a black person is in position of power and they abuse it because it's like, oh, I'm, they black, I'm not going to do that. But they mm-hmm. kiss white people's ass. Yes. It's like, no, if I'm black and it's and I'm a supervisor, I'm a manager, I'm a, I own the company, let me look and see what my black folks are doing first. Now, mm-hmm. if they're not fit for it, cool. I'm going to go over here. But I would rather put my own people in positions of power to yeah. make some money, to make some bread, before I'm going to look at somebody else. I'm going to make sure nobody over here is qualified before I go over here. Because that's what the white people are doing. Period. That's literally what the white people do. And sometimes the white people don't even give a fuck if you're qualified. They don't. It's, it's oh, that's Jimmy's son. Let me hire him. And we can just teach him a long way, even if he fuck mm-hmm. up. But, but, uh, Keisha over here went to school. She went to law school. She, she, put in the time. she put in the time, blood, sweat, and tears, but she didn't get it because guess what? He's literally a son of somebody powerful. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, love your black people and put them in positions of power, you know, help them out, move them forward. Don't hate on them. Mm-hmm. Even going back to the topic of, uh, baby and, um, chop, they may have been, co- um, competition, but he can still pull him on as well. Mm-hmm. I will never not give somebody a job because I think they're going to take mine. The job just may not be for me. That mean I but need to work harder. <laughs> it's period. You know, I've never seen Beyonce say, I'm not going to do a collab with such and such because she cannot sing me. Put people on regardless. This shit just may not be for you. Because mm-hmm. I, I, like Tyler I said, Perry I definitely see- said that shit about the writing room though. <laughs> Tyler Perry said no 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 Tyler Perry no, needs no, to no, give no, it up no, no, like I'm sick of him I, you know what I'm, I'm a I'm a big Tyler Perry fan I feel like he's old school so a lot of things he, he needs to adapt to but I'm for him and his speeches are so inspirational because going back to that one speech that I always think about black people do so much to conform to white standards his little the, the topic of his speech is literally do your own shit 
Why y'all worried about Grammy nominations? Why yeah. y'all worried about Oscar nominations and being accepted in the Academy? Fuck them Reducing and do your own. Favorites. He literally built a whole, a whole production studio, production studio because they weren't other pe- people weren't doing his movies. Now his movies do need a little work, and that's mm-hmm. the time where black people, instead of shitting on him, Support like him. they did Spike Lee. When yeah. he was doing his own thing, support him and give him good critique. You know what? These wigs are a little trash. Let's help you out. He has yep. to be accepting of the critique. And I, I understand that. I agree, yeah. He needs more black writers. Because I'm honestly, I'm kind of tired of the narrative of the, you know, angry black woman. I was just talking so, about that. You know, switch it up a little bit. Get some black women in here. You have a show called Sisters, but you're the only writer. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, switch it up a little bit. because I don't you can like be how great. he makes black women seem so oppressed and, like... Yeah. Black women are successful too. Like stop making it seem like black women are always struggling. It's like, it's like in their movies I've seen the the narrative. It's like their success like even in um his famous movies Why Did I Get Married? Uh they're all successful black women. One's a lawyer, one's a hair she owns her own hairline or uh the other one I forgot, you know, she's an account accountant or something like that. They're all successful black women, but they're literally going through hell they all (laughs) i don't understand like and i understand he did make a comment he's like most of my characters are based off women in my family Uh, this is you know i have aunties who's like this so most of my material is all he knows it's personal that's all i knew and then you know i think mother and grandmother are dead and then no shade that that happens in our community we can't knock it like we do go through a lot of drama and we do go a lot of drama with our relationships at the end of the day when you gonna stop making us look like that like we Mm -hmm. are beyond we more than that we're beyond that we're successful you know like you ain't gotta constantly make us look like we always struggling you a black man like spike lee went through the same thing john singleton went through the same thing and i just feel like before he falls off completely i think he needs to regroup and, you know, go back in the kitchen and cook up some stuff. Yes, He I has literally all the tools to be amazing. He just has to, like you say, be, you know, receive it and run with it. That's mm-hmm. it. And that's that's why I go back to black love, the narrative. I think love it's going to be a tough one. Just I'm just thinking about it, like, in my mind. Thinking about all the positive black movies that I thought, like, have, like, watched. And if they weren't, like, a reference to, like, some old-time event that happened, like, they became swimmers or football players or baseball players. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't some, you know, history factor, wasn't something slave related or something, you know, something with some lineage behind it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could think of that's like happy go lucky with no backgrounds, like Ben Black, Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think part of it is the audience, and unfortunately, we enjoy watching things that we can relate to. And for a majority of our community, apparently, we still relate into that miserable bullshit. I agree, because at the end of the day, he made a video, you know, saying he had 22 million viewers in the first week. And they was telling it was trash. I'm like, who watched it? How trash is it when when 22 million people watched it? So it's like, you know, stop supporting the bullshit. Give him good critique. I feel like he'll change, you know. But I feel like if black people led with more love and, and, you know good spirit and good energy we could get a lot further yeah and that goes back to relationships friendships stop thinking everybody's out to get you and stop having mm-hmm. this crab in the barrel mentality stop trying to fuck I everybody agree. you work with where did that come from because so no, that's what it is that too people out here have motives wrong motives instead of going a, into a, it a no thing. that was but instead of going into it with love 
and with the intention to actually pure gain mm-hmm. and to promote, you know, change and creativity, people go in there with mishmash motions. Either they're trying to get over on you, or they're trying to get over on your craft, uh-huh. or they want something from you, want your resources, or they're trying to smash. And it's always <laughs> one of the three. Always. Mm-hmm. You can never just have some clear cut, honest, like, I vibe with you, I fuck with you, I want to work with you. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. I can fuck with that. I don't know if that's going to make me change my mind about who my husband might be. He might be a purple nigga, but who knows? He's going to be black. He's probably going <laughs> to be black. Okay. He's going to be black. He's going to be from Nigeria. Hey, oh. That's okay. I didn't say a scammer. I just said black. Woo! <laughs> I just said black. And on that note, <laughs> careful. that wraps up our show today. Camilla, I cannot. Oh, that's so funny. Yo, it's your girl, Yo Callie. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for tuning in with us. If you like the show, go ahead and click the like and subscribe button on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, how to think about it for a second, and Spotify. Ooh, that was a hard time. <laughs> As well, go ahead and follow us at Blunt Talk TV on IG, Blunt Talk TV one on Twitter, and follow me at underscore underscore on IG. Go ahead and follow the hashtag at JustBCLT, and we've been rocking with karate. Mm. Tell the people who you are, Cam. <laughs> so you can find me uh, on Instagram. Like I said, I made a new one, so please follow my new page. It's killer.com. Cam with two M's and two underscores. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. It's Janelle Molina, J-A-N-N-E-L-L-E-M-O-L-L-I-N-A. So just follow <laughs> me on both of those. <laughs> and um, I follow back. So yeah. New Cam, who this? I love mm-hmm. it. And our special guest for this week, and she's been amazing. I love having you on the on the show. Ooh, what was that? Love having you on the show. Karate! Yo, it's been fun rocking with you and talking with you just about love and life and music and being a creative. It was fun. If you have any jewels that you can leave for the audience. Take care of yourself. Honestly. That's that's the if you take care of yourself, everything else will follow through. And I know that's real cliche to say, but um I say that because I mean, you know, it's a lot of mental health things going on with people lately and you know, I, I feel like we kind of forget to take care of ourselves. So take care of yourself. It can really take you a long way personally, physically, mentally, all that. And I'm always telling people to take care of themselves. And I'm not just saying that, you know, to make myself feel good because, you know, I had to take care of myself at some point. You know, I had to get my mental health together. So one, that's one thing I, I'm always preaching is positive mental health and just making sure you're taking care of yourself, making sure you're taking care of your peace and positivity. Peace of mind is the best thing to ever have. That's the the best thing I could have ever attained in my life. And, um, yeah, so. That's the bet. That's the bet. Where can they follow you on social media? All right. Social media platforms, you can follow me at K-U-R-A-T-I-I underscore. Okay? That's Twitter. That's Instagram. Facebook, if you like old people and you like <laughs> being on Facebook. But I don't be on Facebook. I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is where you can find a lot of my music content. For some reason, Twitter don't like genuine music content, so I really just push it on Instagram. You can find my beat cookups there. I do, you know, live beat cookups and things like that. You can always look up stuff like that. Um, the most recent video I dropped is this song called Visionary I did with Jarrell. Um, we really just dropped it on YouTube, so you can check that out. It's me actually mixing, engineering the song, and um, him rapping, you know, whatever. So check that out. Um, so yeah, I got a lot of cool stuff. I just posted a picture on Instagram. You can go look at that too. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We enjoyed having you to, um, 
close out the show, we'll listen to Pac and Snoop, produced by Karate. And the artist is Jarrell. Thank you for rocking with us. Stay tuned for the next episode next week. Uh, catch this recap on Wednesday at 2 p.m. And this podcast published on Tuesday. Hey, 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 hey. Good night and be safe. Awesome sources. That was lit. That was cool. That was really nice. Yay! Good What is she into me? You don't like me, you feelin' my energy He ain't really a snake, he a centipede He gon' be on the back of a nigga feet He don't know how to act, he too in the street Every day a few pounds, is cool with me The same shit you do, you as me You don't get to just choose who you would be Cause I probably wouldn't choose at all If he say I never gon' ball Put that little bitch at the mall When she come through, she suck on the balls Hope she know she ain't smoking at all Don't tell her to slide, bitch, crawl I gotta pull up on my dog No, I really go get this shit off Man, that's all I could do You go get it, you knew what I knew That's the difference between pocket and snoop I get rich, you gon' switch on me too When I die, I can't be in no suit This is Gucci from head to shoe Let's save the whole family on cruise And I'm paying for everything too For the cops, man, that's all I could do You go get it, you knew what I knew That's the difference between pocket and snoop I get rich, you gon' switch on me too When I die, I can't be in no suit This is Gucci from head to shoe Let's save the whole family on cruise And I'm paying for everything too I don't see them Hindu all this ice I die in an igloo Nigga, I get lied, they gon' wish I died Be suicide, we in two So I be too high, ain't even in view It's a different life that I was meant to Man, I got grown, was on my own Had to check the price before I enter Got me a harvest, right for August Nigga, I need all that winter I'm in the mall, I'm trying ball Like Dan LeBron walked in here Nigga, how I fall and I went here Thought I had planned it right Had to take mine Cause mom and them giving the same advice Some praise and ice I want one close like a crib Show you up close where I live Show you up close what I did Show your little hoe what it is She gon' be showing love, she gon' be sewing love She gon' be stuck on my wrist I'm in here pouring up fuckers you throwing up I ain't know you was legit I ain't know you had a stick You ain't know you was gon' miss I always knew money really was everything Even when I was a jit Grandma said make it legit She think I'm Obama and shit The son of my mama and shit Little nigga up out of the bitch For the cops man that's all I could do You go get it you knew what I knew That's the difference between pocket snoop I get rich, you gon' switch on me too When I die, I can't be in no suit This is Gucci from head to shoe Let's save the whole family on cruise And I'm paying for everything too For the cops, man, that's all I could do You go get it, you know what I knew That's the difference between Pac and Snoop I get rich, you gon' switch on me too When I die, I can't be in no suit This is Gucci from head to shoe Let's save the whole family on cruise And I'm paying for everything too